Welcome to Life Happens, where Texans come to protect their legacy and prepare for the second half of life. Join your host, Attorney Kim Hegwood with Hegwood Law Group and our weekly guest as we navigate the challenges that emerge as life happens. Now here's your host, Kim Hegwood. Good morning and welcome to Life Happens with me, Kim Hegwood. And our very special guest today is Benjamin Sermi, right? Okay, good. I think of all the chit-chatting we did before we started this, and I didn't ask you to make sure I did that correctly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. And uh, so we're going to talk about a topic I have no information on whatsoever. So I'm going to get educated through the process today. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, age tech, how age tech is revolutionizing, revolutionizing care choices. And, uh, and I saw that and I went, age tech? And I went, okay. You know, so obvious obvious first question what is age tech <laughs> so so age tech refers to the hundreds of new startups over the past five years or so that are trying to solve problems for seniors and the people who care for them like that's the basic summary of it there's just hundreds of new startups that are trying to solve problems using technology as part of the tool set and so when I was taking care of my grandparents, uh, I went old school. I grabbed a baby monitor. <laughs> <laughs> That's age tech. <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, wait a minute, but I used one of those on my kids when they were little, you know, but you're uh, from one room to another, baby monitor so good, you know, but when they were declining, it was God, 15 years ago, you know, so okay. uh, yeah. a lot of technology has changed, you know, uh, over the years. And so, um, so how can the uh, age tech technology, you know, help seniors now? What's what's going on? What's out there? Well, let's use your example. So you used a baby monitor to make sure your parents were OK. Imagine a scenario in which your loved one is living maybe in one of our uh, independent living communities. Right. We have independent living communities that are really nice. But if someone has dementia, and they start to wander frequently and not be able to get home, they may not be able to live in that really nice place with all their friends, all of the, the freedoms they have in an independent living. They might need to go to, let's say, a memory care. But there's now age tech in place that a family could um, have GPS shoes or a little, a little tiny Oreo-sized chip that gets put in their jacket, their favorite jacket or something, or a nice jewelry necklace. It's actually sending out signals that will let the family know if they leave a certain radius around that independent living or around their home, if they're living at home alone, so that the family gets a text message. Dad just left his safe zone. Here's where he is. You can talk to him, press a button and talk to, hey, dad, where are you going today, right? And, and you and dad can have a conversation, right? So HTEC um, can help seniors live longer where they want to live, whether it's in some sort of community or whether it's alone at home. The purpose of HTEC is really to help them continue living where they want to live as long as possible. So I'm thinking that uh, it, it sounds like a really good tool for teenagers too, right? And, uh, <laughs> For their, you know, because you think about it, you're like, huh, you're now out of your safe zone. You're not supposed to be in this location. So please, you know, remove yourself and head back to your safe zone. And so, yes. And, exactly. uh, but, you know, I've been reading about a lot of that stuff. And that's really cool. Um, you know, when you think about where technologies come, 
you know, I mean, I know with, with iPhones, you know, think, you know, Steve Jobs, because he's really changed how we vision life, you know, in the sense, because my iPhone is my best GPS locator these days. Mm. So, um, you know, but still helping people live as independently as possible and still being able to make sure they're safe, mm -hmm. important. Um, yes. you know, we're always thinking about quality of life and how do we, you know, how do we give them that quality of life without doing too terribly much, you know, restrictions. And so, mm -hmm. so yes. let's kind of, let's kind of delve into that a little more. So, so for our listeners out there, what should we have in our age tech toolbox? What kind of things do you recommend that, you know, that families need to think about um, having? So I like that term age tech toolbox, because um, all of us professionals who have been in this field have our own toolbox of things that we that we go to when families come to us and say, hey, here's the situation. What do I do? And we have like several things that we go to like, OK, we need to do some some estate planning. We need to do some pre-planning. We need to do maybe we can we can hire a home care aid. We can go to a memory care or assisted living. We could hire home health. Like we have our toolbox. We've got transportation services. We have Meals on Wheels. We have kind of these core things that we go to, maybe day stay, respite care programs. Um, we, we have this toolbox of people. It's a Rolodex many times, really. Uh, maybe it's a website to some degree, but it's a Rolodex typically of people that we know we can refer to within our city, which is wonderful. And we never need to get away from that. Like this, it's key and we'll, we'll never not need those services. But now we have so many more options that we really need to be able to define that for ourselves as professionals. So when families are coming to us, we're not looking at a list of 500 products and services going, uh, let's just stick with what I know, but we need to be able to somewhat organize that. And so the toolbox metaphor, I think, helps us think about that. So I know when I'm thinking about it, the way I think about it is I divide the 500 different new services and products into several categories. I call the first category better body. So this category refers to technology that might actually help your body be more able to do things than it otherwise would. Uh, I'll give you a couple for instances. There's a tool uh, called um, MySeismic. And what it does is it straps on your back and around your body and it uses electricity um, to provide a strengthening to your core. So if you're a person with back pain, you're a person who has trouble walking, um, this actually can help you for several hours, be able to be more able to get some things done or do something really valuable to you, like take a walk out to the, the park and look at the birds, right? That's an example of a tool that maybe you would be living in chronic pain, depressed at home alone, or maybe you use this tool and your body works better. Um, other examples are things like um, steadyware, liftware, uh, silverware, that if you're a person who has tremors of any kind, will let you continue to feed yourself, not need to pay someone to feed you, because this solves the tremor issue so you can actually feed yourself, 
right? So lots of things in that category from hearing, seeing, how my body works, um, whether or not I can continue to um, be mobile with a really good wheelchair that fits in small spaces versus the larger electronic wheelchairs from the past that you know, took a crane basically to put it in your car and you would never be able to go into a restaurant without a lot of extra communication. All those things we, we would look at as better body. That's the drawer of the toolbox. And then I'll tell you some others, but did you have any questions about the better body drawer, if you will? Well, the first thing that come to mind is, is I really need your toolbox. <laughs> I'm like, there are so many different things that, you know, I wasn't aware of, you know, right. in I think you said the back thing was myseismic. Was myseismic.com? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, I have a daughter that has you know permanent back pain. So okay. I was thinking, wow, huh, I wrote yeah. it down. So if it yeah. was a little busy on my end, that's why. Yeah. And, uh, definitely. So no, I'm good there. Keep going. Okay. And I will say, you know, there's always two sides to the coin in these tools. One side is how do I provide better care to the person under my charge. The other is, how do we help that person actually have a life of purpose, right? Yeah. So sometimes there are solutions that are fine, but they don't really help the person find purpose and meaning. Sometimes something as simple as letting someone feed themselves, like radically, yes, you could you, you could pay a caregiver to do that. That's Which one's better? I don't know. But maybe the person actually enjoys life more with the tool versus being spoon-fed, right? Yeah, um, that's, I had not heard of that. So it's super good to know. Super good to know. Yeah. The next drawer is what I call safe life. So these are things because I bet when you're talking to families, most of them, their biggest concern is like, dad's not safe. Dad's going to hurt himself. That's probably why they're coming to you to begin with is because they have some concern that sooner or later, dad's not going to be safe in his current situation. Would that be fair? There's a lot yep. of families that are, okay. So the next category are things that might help reduce the risk of living the way someone wants to live. So for instance, one of them is called the tango belt. What this is, is it is a belt that's not very different than any other belt, a little bit thicker. Um, and it's actually airbags that if you begin to fall, it senses that and immediately puts a surrounding airbag around your hips to avoid a costly life altering accident. Sure, there's lots of fall sensing devices, but how many of them will protect you when you're falling, right? So that's wow. an example of something in that category. Okay. There's a lot of other devices, uh, things to safeguard your financial health, such as special phone services. Uh, one of them is called um, Elephant. Elephant will um, listen to phone calls from anybody that's not in your um, saved contacts. And it's um, artificial intelligence will determine if this is actually someone trying to scam you. And if so, it will immediately call a family member and get them on the line third party to be able to interact with you and the potential scammer on the other end. Wow. So possibly a game changer for a senior who is going to get a call at some point from someone pretending to be their granddaughter in mm -hmm. 
Nigeria saying, hey, I'm in Nigeria on a missions trip and I can't get home. Can you send me a thousand dollars? Right. Yeah. Okay. That is going to happen at some point. And so having the tools to prevent that is, is really helpful. So safe life involves financial safety, fall safety, monitoring for critical signs. Uh, there's so many new things. For instance, there's siren care. Siren.care has socks that if you're diabetic, the socks will literally connect with your doctor and or a team of doctors and let them know if you're at risk for any sort of foot issues related to diabetes. Like you're not even having to think about it. You just put the socks on, you live your life, and then you get a call from your doctor like, hey, I'd like to see you. I'm, I'm a little concerned about your, your foot. Um, we don't want any ulcers there. We want to check how your insulin is. You know, imagine not having to go to the doctors often. Mm-hmm. Because you have that monitoring, right? Wow. So lots of options. Go ahead. Well, and, uh, I feel like we could do this for months of different shows on all the cool things you can put in your toolbox. Because I'm yeah. like writing as we're the first time I'm probably doing. I'm writing as we're doing, you know, doing this, thinking, okay. oh, I gotta have that too. And so, um, so you know, for those of us that are, you know pleasantly shocked about all the new cool things that are out there. How do we find and evaluate them? I'm like, where do you get such good information so we can be as smart as you are? Well, that, that's that, uh, not the smart as you part, but the, the, the question is a good question. How do you evaluate age tech tools? How do you even know that they exist, right? That's, it is challenging. It is challenging because uh, most of us are used to shopping on Amazon for something we already know about, or Best Buy, Target, or Walmart for perusing things, right? Most of us don't necessarily have a whole breadth of websites we check for everything that we want to buy, right? We just kind of see what's easily available. So most of this age check is not easily available yet, right? So it takes a little bit more intention to look for. So one strategy, of course, is to talk to a professional like yourself, or like myself, a gerontologist at a you know a retirement community chain who has conversations with families all the time and have a conversation because we tend to have a network of peers that we can reach out to, say, hey, I've got a family in this situation. They're looking for tools that might help with this. Does anybody know something, right? So I would suggest to everybody, certainly call an aging life professional, whether it's a care coordinator, whether it's an elder law attorney, whether it's a, a gerontologist, you know, Start with them first, because they may know somebody who knows somebody, because that's our job is to develop a strong network of relationships. The other thing I'll say where I do find a lot of early movers and the startups is at Karen Etkin's blog. Her her name is Karen Etkin, and her blog is thegerontechnologist.com thegerontechnologist.com. And she keeps a list of about 400 to 500 of different startups that are in the space and organizes them in her own toolbox categories. And so I will go on there and I will click on each one to learn what each new company is doing. Some are not to market yet. Some are still in the incubator stage and some are in a much more um, uh, already to the market stage. And you can see, and you can put, you know, this is interesting to me. Let me get on the mailing list. The other thing I will do is I'm going to send to you about four page document I put together with my toolbox. Cause there's about six categories, safe life, 
better body, um, well cared for, transportation, housing, things like that. And I'll send it to you because it's got links in each of those categories. And if any of your listeners are interested, you could just send that to them. And that would at least give them a starting point to learn okay. about Oh gosh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and so you're like, yay, me, it's going to be good. And so, and um, so how do these tools help someone with dementia? That, okay, that's a really important question. Each tool is very different, right? You have to evaluate each tool based on the situation. What a lot of the age tech tools currently can't do is they can't help someone who um, hmm, is truly a danger to themselves or others, right? Probably, I'm not, I haven't seen any tools that are really going to help with that. I mean, there's some of the safe life tools, such as tools that will automatically shut off a microwave or stove if any smoke or a fire alarm is detected anywhere in the house, automatically shut off the gas, shut off the electricity. Like there are tools like that um, that are on that list. Um, but if someone's like intentionally very focused on leaving their home and they're not coming home or you know, they're, they're hurting their neighbors. There's not, it's not going to help. Right. What a lot of the tools can do is help um, family or carers have an easier time of monitoring and caring for the loved one at home. So typically age tech will not work in a situation when a senior literally has no one else in their life then age tech typically doesn't work. Age tech works if they have somebody, a guardian, a brother, a sister, a child, who is at least checking in on them remotely, if not once a month, right? Then there are tools that can help in those situations, such as pill dispensers that will not dispense any pills unless it recognizes the person's face and then document that, yes, this person took this pill from my dispenser, right? Like, there are tools like that, but it still has to be filled, right? It still has to be filled. Someone still has to check that data. Someone still has to get the SMS message that says, mom didn't take her pills this morning. Um, so to answer your question, I think there's a lot of ways it can help people with dementia from tracking their whereabouts, keeping them safe at home by stopping certain dangerous behavior, like turning off stoves and, and um, microwaves, and then tools that help them take medication or maybe have an easier time of something as simple as changing their sheets when they have an accident. Peel away sheets, five layers of waterproof sheets. They're disposable. Someone has an accident. It's a really hard thing to change a bed when you're old and have a weak body and maybe have dementia, but maybe you know enough to just pull that bottom sheet off, throw it in the trash, right? Now you're able to at least be a little bit more independent and caring for yourself. So a lot of, a lot of things like that can help someone living with dementia. I think another big area is communication, communication tools. I'll tell you one we implemented at Kelsch, it's called Familio, it's out of France. It helps connect the generation. So we have a whole generation of family members who love to use digital technology for all communication. And then we have seniors living with dementia whose entire life, postcards and letters were the way that they knew that they were loved. How do you get these two generations to show love to one another when I communicate by Facebook, instant messenger, et cetera, and then my grandmother, she wants a letter, right? I don't even know how to use a postage stamp, right? How does that work? <laughs> So what Familio does is it turns all the digital messages that families are sending to their loved ones into full color personal magazines that get mailed wow. to their address. Or in our case, we hand them out to our residents on Monday mornings and they get to read 
see big pictures, big print messages from their family all over the world. We have one lady whose family lives in Japan and she gets messages in Japanese uh, on a magazine that we get to give to her on Monday morning. So that's an example of really helpful for dementia because the showing someone a video when you have dementia, it's just, I mean, did they, they didn't live in an era where you talked to the TV. And now you're asking this person with dementia to talk to a TV and then they're going to forget what they just experienced five minutes later, whereas a physical magazine that I can pull out again and again and look at and see my family and see what they said, that's very powerful for dementia. And what's the name of that company? It's called Familio, F-A-M-I-L-E-O, F-A-M-I-L-E-O. Perfect. That sounds awesome. And so so what kind of to, uh, what kind of age tech you know, and techniques should the average caregiver might be able to use? Well, again, I think um, looking in each of those categories, depending on the situation, right, um, is is there issues with their abilities that are making it hard for them to care for themselves? Let's start there, right? Let's start in the better body category and look there. If I'm concerned about my dad's safety, then I need to pull out that safe life category and start looking at those tools to see what works for my dad. What is the issue I'm concerned about? Is it dehydration? Then maybe I need a special toilet seat that will literally ping me. If I if it tells that from dad's urine, he's dehydrated, I get a text. I know he's dehydrated. Is, wow. is it something out of the friendship toolbox where what I'm really concerned about is dad's loneliness and being able to check in on him Maybe he's at a point where he can't even pick up a phone, doesn't know how to do that. Maybe there's a caregiver that checks in on him. Maybe I need a tool um, that can, uh, a tool like uh, Sociavi or Connect that will let me just pop in and see dad and talk to him. In, even though he's in hospice, he's on his bed, he can't talk much, but he can look at me and he's welcomed by that, right? Um, maybe it's out of the box getting around and I need to be able to pick up a smartphone or my, my mom needs to be able to pick up her landline and get a Lyft driver. How hard is that? Well, Go Go Grandparent solves that. They just literally mm -hmm. pick up a phone, call Go Go Grandparent. Grand, Go Go Grandparent monitors finding a Lyft driver gets them there, monitors the whole ride and gets them back, right? Where before it was too hard to use this thing for grandma, but now she can get to her doctor's appointment. I don't have to leave work and do that. Um, at home, that's another category, is I dad's living alone. He really, he's not ready to move, but he needs some help, like keeping things clean and doing the dishes. Well, Nesterly and Silver Nest, they find roommates for older people who are background checked who want a reduced rate in order to just do a few things around the house, right? And then the final category is well cared for, which is all the things that help me care for dad. How can I provide meals for him? There's a whole bunch of options I've put in this PDF that have companies who will literally mail frozen, freshly homemade, basically meals to their door. And so you don't even have to go shopping and cooking anymore for a senior day. And you don't have to rely on Meals on Wheels, which some people don't want to rely on. It's a, it's a whole other category is how do I care for their medications, their pets, their clothing, keeping them clean, all those things um, that's in the will care for category. So I think most families can find something in the category that's most uh, of an issue for them right now. Yeah, I like the one that's going to send me food so I don't have to cook. So make sure that's on the list you send me because, uh, you know, I'm like, it's just me. You know, I mean, there may be grandkids, but they don't eat anything but junk anyway these days. 
you know, so it's like, yeah, I need somebody just to send me food, you know, and uh, so that would be awesome. And, and one uh, of the shifts you're going to see, Karen, is more insurance companies paying for some of these tools. For instance, the food issue, there are now insurance Medicare Advantage plans that will pay for these meal delivery services based on if someone goes to the hospital and is being discharged home, they'll pay for it for a certain number of weeks. So you're going to start seeing more of these age tech tools become benefits that folks will have. Not all of them, many of them are still private pay, but it's worth talking to your insurance company, going to them and saying, what kind of benefits do you have to help me care for my dad at home? And just see what they say. Remember, at home means in an apartment, in a residential home, in a beautiful community of seniors, like in assisted living or independent living, all those things, sometimes you need just extra support to make life worth living. So tell me where your facility is. Well, we have 40, so they're in eight states. We go oh, from Chicago to the to the west coast of uh, in California. So we've what got- do you, What do you people. think makes your communities different? Well, number one, it's owned and operated by Judy and Aaron Kelsch. And so it's not on the publicly traded market. We don't have the short-term gain pressure that the publicly traded market does. We have a family that's been doing this for over 60 years, owning and operating all of their communities. And to me, that is a game changer in this field uh, to be able to know the CEO, to be able to write in the letter, to be able to talk to him and his wife. I, that, that's huge. And our families really appreciate being able to to have that backing and not the constant turnover that you see sometimes. So that to me is absolutely huge. The second thing I would say is I, as a gerontologist, I decided not to ever do memory care again because I felt like so many models were very inhumane. But then I found the Kelsch family and how much nature space they devoted to letting people with dementia be able to access nature on their own without an escort, but in a gated, secured environment. To me, that was huge. Uh, from me. Awesome. So Benjamin, if somebody wants to get some more information, how do they find you? Uh, they're welcome to uh, call me at that telephone number on the screen, or they can email me. Um, love to chat. So they can text me at that at that cell phone number as well. All right, but I need you to read it for just people. Okay. Who are just that's right. 360-867-19. Oh, wait, that's not my phone number. That's the office phone number. I need to give you my phone number. 360 601 4959 360-601-4959. That's my cell. You can text me any questions you got there. Perfect. And so your email address? BMS for Benjamin Michael Cerny at KelshSenior.com. K-O-E-L-S-C-H, the word senior.com. K-O-E-L-S-C-H, the word senior.com. Okay. Well, I can tell you right now, I'll see you again because you've got tons of good information in your head that I want. <laughs> so just be prepared. And so, uh, cause I think we're going to break down these different, uh, different things in your toolbox and, um, and kind of hit them at a, t you know, different things in those separate categories in your toolbox, because I think really, really giving people an opportunity to see what's out there. And um, it's going to be huge. And so I can't thank you enough for being on the show. And I look forward to you sending me that PDF. So don't forget. And uh, mine is easy. It's Kim at headwithball.com. <laughs> and, so, and, uh, and I appreciate it immensely. It was a pleasure being with you, Kim. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Life Happens with Kim Hegwood. Be sure to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. wherever you listen to your podcast as we navigate through the challenges that emerge as life happens. 
The content of this podcast does not establish an attorney-client relationship or constitute attorney-client privilege, legal, medical, financial, or any other professional advice.